Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. I'm your host, Haley Rowe, and I help you get clients consistently, market your standout offers, build your business foundations like your messaging, your niche, your offer, and I help you build a sustainable, profitable coaching business that works with your schedule. And I'm so excited to dive into the show. Here we go. Guess what? I'm so excited to announce that my free private training sharing how to book paying clients consistently without posting more or needing a big audience is now live for an encore. You can check it out at HaleyRowe.com slash training. You get to learn more about the inner circle. You get to learn the behind the scenes of what I share with my clients and learn how you can get your next clients without needing to obsess with stressful launches annoying tech, all that kind of stuff. So check it out and can't wait to hear how it goes for you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if it's really helpful for you, I'd really appreciate if you share it and or leave a written podcast review. This tells the podcast sites that our show is useful and it will be promoted to more people that way. Thanks again. coming to talk with us about video confidence and connecting with your audience. So I know a lot of coaches struggle with coming on camera and it feeling real awkward. And what if you mess up? And what if you don't know what to say? Or what if somebody posts a question in the comment section and you don't want to like you don't know the answer or you don't know how to answer it properly on the spot because you're the kind of person who likes to plan and prepare and all that kind of stuff. So um, today's guest has a background in being on camera and journalism and things like that. And she also teaches yoga instructors um, how to, you know, grow their business too. So we're going to connect. We're going to collab. I'm going to see if I can invite her to join. So let's see. Here she comes. She's going to come on. And we're going to go into on-camera video confidence. So if you guys have questions while we get prepared, um, just go ahead and put them in the comments and we can even answer them for you if you have something you want to go through. Hang on, she's coming. Hey! Hey, I'm here. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for connecting today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I can't, I gave a little background about what we're going to be talking about today, which is that video confidence and connecting with your audience authentically. So um, first, Pamela, why don't you give your background and why this is a topic that, um, you know, you feel confident about (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I have a background in broadcast journalism and worked as a television producer, reporter, on-camera spokesperson, worked in film and television and movies, commercials, industrial films, training films, and then moved into yoga therapy. So my husband says I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> he he kind of likes to joke that like uh, Liam Neeson, I'm taken. I have a particular set of skills. So what I did is I took those things and put them all together. So I help people get confident on camera 
not just by teaching you the skills that professionals use who work on camera, but also digging into the mindset of why am I afraid to get on camera? Because you can know the skills, you can know how to do it, but if the fear keeps you from putting yourself out there, then that's, that can be a problem. So, yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about that fear first. Let's say you're a new coach out there and you've set up your social media accounts and you know you got to be doing Instagram stories or Instagram lives or that kind of thing, but you're just freaked out. What's the first step to start to remove that fear? Well, I think the first step is think about what you're offering and why, right? You are on live, you're doing reels because you're adding value to someone's life. You're sharing something that they need from you. The world needs to hear what you have to say. And when you can put your focus on what they are getting and the value that they're getting and how you're helping that person, it takes you out of your ego, right? Because it's not about you. It's not about you or your own personal nonsense. It's about, I'm helping this person. And when my focus is on them and not me, then I can't help but be confident because you know what you're talking about. If you have a, a business, you have training, you know what you're doing. So the self-doubt can just go away when you go, okay, I know what I'm doing and I know that I'm helping someone. Yeah, definitely. And I actually did a podcast on the Health Coach Nation show about how I used to sing in a wedding band like almost every weekend. And I, if I let myself get nervous about that, I was actually, the way I started to see it was I was being selfish because they were paying me to be there and be good and not be in my head all choked up about how I look a certain way or I sound a certain way or I messed up or whatever. Like they were paying me to actually come up come be good and be focused on the crowd, be focused on the event, be focused with the band and us like making positive music, you know? And so if I was caught up in my head, I was actually being selfish. And that really like turned it around for me because I was like, wow, I'm getting paid to be here and be thinking of them. So I think if it helps, I know many of you coaches who are probably not being paid to do an Instagram live, <laughs> but if it helps to think about how, like, I like how you pointed out, think about your audience, think about what they need to hear today. But that brings up my next question, which is, okay, yeah, my audience might need to um, hear a certain thing, but do they want to hear it from me? Like I'm, you know, I'm only blah, blah, blah years into my coaching or I'm kind of nerdy and shy or like, do they really care to hear it from me? They, they oh. could probably hear it from a million coaches. So talk about that a little bit. Well, absolutely. We're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. And when I realize that, I know that there's someone for that person, right? And when I think about that, I realize, oh, but I'm someone's person. I'm right for a group of people. There are a group of people who want someone who's kind of light and fun and funny, but also knows what she's talking about. And just like we're attracted to people that we date or want to be in a relationship with, like a romantic relationship, we are attracted to certain people 
that we want to work with, that we want to guide us, that we want to coach us, or whatever it is that we are looking for in terms of help. And so there's always going to be people who are attracted to you and who need you. But going back to that selfish thing that you were talking about, it is selfish for us to not put ourselves out there because what if the person who needs you the most, what if the person who could hear the same thing 10 times from 10 different people, but it only resonated if they heard it from you? What if they can't find you because you're not out there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said. And I think the things that you think are flaws are actually things other people are going to appreciate in you. So in other words, if you think that you are someone who has a dry sense of humor and people won't like that and it might offend some people or something, that's actually something people are going to be like, oh my gosh, finally, somebody who's not afraid to like have a dry sense of humor and blah, 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 right? So yeah. yeah. Now, okay, let's say they're like, okay, I get this in concept, but I'm still like my voice is shaky. My chest is red. I want to cry. I don't want to click post. What would you say to somebody like that who intellectually understands what we're talking about, but they're like, okay, yeah, but. Yeah, because that fear can be crippling. That fear can like grab a hold and be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to stay. <laughs> There's an oh. exercise that I do. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh no, no, go ahead. I, I love that. Go, go on into it. Yeah, so there's an exercise I do with clients and where we look at the fear, we bring it into our body, we feel, and we probably don't have time to do that, but we bring it into the body. We feel like, where's this showing up? What does it feel like? And then we do that same thing with a strength and we dig in and go, well, how does this feel? What does it feel like in my body? And then we kind of let them bandy back and forth, if you will. And for most people, what comes up is, wow, that was really silly that I was feeling that fear. Like, what in the heck? How, how trivial or how silly? So the way to get past it is to address it. What is the real fear? What am I really afraid of? Because you're probably not afraid of being on camera. You're probably afraid of judgment. What do people think? Like you said earlier, who am I to do this? Who am I who doesn't have as much experience as someone else to do this? But that other person had to start where you're starting. That other person didn't, we don't come out of the womb <laughs> knowing how to do everything, right? So when we address the fears, we, we dig in and go, what am I really afraid of? Because if you don't know what you're really afraid of, it's going to be really hard to get past it, right? You got you to gotta know what, what it is. Then you can go, okay, but does that apply to this? And then what if my big fear is my friends and family judging me and thinking how silly I look doing this on Instagram or how I don't look like how they know me? Because our friends and family are not our target audience. Right. So really, what they think about us doesn't really matter as far mm -hmm. as our business goes. Yeah. So I'm hearing a couple of really good things there. Number one, you said that the first step is to label the fear, like 
where is it in your body? What does it feel like? Because what you're so afraid of is that feeling. Like you think for some reason that feeling is going to take over you and you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> no. yeah. But um, whatever. But like the point is to actually, once you realize, oh, I'm feeling this fear and it's not as bad as I thought. It just feels like a chest tightening and, you know, a voice shakiness and whatever else it feels like you're suddenly becoming more of the observer of it rather than like the victim to the fear like oh my god I can't control this like just observe it so that's the first yeah. thing and the second thing you said was what are you so afraid of and actually find investigate and find that out and learn about yourself and just as um there's probably a reason why you're scared there's a reason why that fear or that that reason that you wrote down there's actually a counter to it where it's like oh I'm worried about what my friends and family are going to think, but you're not making a video for your friends and family. As you mm -hmm. said, you're making it for your ideal clients. So that's fine if they don't love it. And I think right. too, just becoming open to the idea of like, so what that we cannot control people's opinions of us. That is life. <laughs> and we have to like the sooner you can become open to you're not everybody's cup of tea. There's a quote that's like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you're going to be some people's shot of espresso. And the sooner <laughs> you can focus on that and the people you are talking about and talking to and get your brain consciously focused on that, those people, I think it is going to be a lot easier for you. So I really appreciate um, that response. Now, yeah, can I add something yeah, else? Of course. Yeah. And the other thing too is, when people criticize you, realize that that's coming from their fears and their insecurities. And maybe they would never do this. So the only thing they can do is criticize you for doing this. Or they wish that they had the skill you have or they're projecting their own nonsense. So when you can realize that, you can have compassion or the criticism, the person criticizing you. And when you have compassion for them, that takes you out of your ego, right? Because it's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the sooner you let go of control, because you never were able to control somebody else's thoughts about you. Mm -hmm. Even though when you don't go live, you feel like you have a good handle on controlling what somebody else thinks of you because you're just not putting anything out there to be criticized. Right. They could still think that you're a piece of SHIT. <laughs> you just don't know it. <laughs> like, you can say it. <laughs> never were able to control that. So why not mm -hmm. like be you while understanding that you have to let other people be perhaps wrong about you or have judgments about you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, what are some tips now if they're like, okay, I'm ready to go on video and I really want to connect deep with the right people. I want to connect with my audience. I want to be authentic. What's some tips to really connect with your audience? Well, I'm going to say the first thing is you have to push the button and do it. My, my friend, Courtney Perna, she says, push the damn button. You have to push the button and do it. And I say, and this is going to sound radical, but if you're scared to make videos or you're nervous, go live. Just hit the button and go live on Instagram or Facebook. Go where maybe you have a, a smaller audience and just do it. Then 
If you like it, you can hit share. And if you don't, you can just not hit share. You know, we all know that the majority of our watches on our lives are not live. Most of them are a replay. People watch it on replay. So just go live. Say, hey, I'm going live for the first time. I'm really nervous. And right there, you've hooked people in. Oh, my gosh, me too. That makes me so nervous. What is she going to say? What is she doing? Oh, let me give her some hearts and support her or him. So just do it. Just go, just hit the button, go live. And then the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be. So Sunny Leonard Doozy, she's a huge YouTuber. She's so, so, so many followers. And I heard her say one time, I still have my beginning videos on here because I want you to see where I came from. If I can do this, you can do this. And so know that you will get better the more you do it. One big tip that I tell everyone is look into the camera. So there's a little dot at the top of your phone. That's your camera. Look at your camera. So right now I'm looking at my camera. If I look at myself on the screen like I'm doing right now, I there's a disconnect. It's like I'm not looking you in the eye. Now I, now I am. <laughs> I'm not looking you in the eye. So you may not know why you don't trust me, but you're not going to trust me as much as if I'm looking at you in the eye. And that's something to practice because it may feel weird to not look at yourself or not look at the person you're talking to. But if you're making videos, you're talking to your client, your one client, and they're not going to feel like you're talking to them if they feel like you're looking at someone else. That's the biggest thing I can say. If you get really nervous, stand up and put one foot in front of the other. And I, it's kind of like warrior pose in yoga. It makes you feel strong and confident, but it keeps you from swaying around side to side and looking things. And then you can stick a, a sticky note over your face with like your bullet points with an arrow pointing up. That, that's another one of my friend's tips. And that will help you stay focused Remember what you want to talk about, but you can still keep it conversational because it's not a script. And let's see, one more thing. Make sure you have a beginning and then your bullet points and then an end. I know for me, sometimes I struggle with saying goodbye. I'm from the South. Our goodbyes last an hour. So if I have, if I know how I'm going to end it when I finish up with my content, I have an ending. I know how I'm going to get out of it. Then I can go. And so I think that's one of the main, main things. If you're nervous to get on camera, you want to know what you're going to say. You know your content. You know what you're talking about. Just make sure you have it in, organized in a way that lets you get in, get out, and then everybody can enjoy what you have to say. Nice. Okay, Pamela. So now I'm overthinking where I'm looking. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I look at you because I'm like, oh, I want to talk to you, your beautiful face. And I want to see you. And, and it feels very normal to look at you. But now I'm looking up at my black hole. Do I look? <laughs> I feel so confused. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're looking at me, though, now. You do? When I look mm -hmm. up here? Yeah, I'm oh. looking at you now, so I'm not looking at my little Okay, hole. I'm going to try to do that, but it feels real weird. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at a big black hole. 
Um, so I have okay. a trick for that. And, yeah. and, I, and I want to say two things about that. If you have a Zoom interview for a job or you're doing Zooms with people, don't let that be the first time you try this. Okay? Don't let that be the first time. Get on Zoom or get on your phone. Practice with a friend who, can, who you can get more comfortable doing this. And the other tip about that is when I first get on, I do look at the person and kind of get an idea of their mannerisms so that when I'm speaking to the camera, I'm seeing them. And, and that's a trick. That's a, something to cultivate a practice. I'm seeing them. So it's as if I'm talking to the person or it's as if I'm getting that. And you can, if you're in a conversation like we are, you, people might notice that sometimes when you're talking, I do look back down. But if I'm delivering the information, I'm going to look at the camera because I want you to feel like I'm talking to only you. Okay. And that's what builds the trust. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I was on mute. Okay. Sorry about that. So <laughs> it's okay. We're focused right now at looking at this black thing and still acting like I'm talking to you and everybody gets to see firsthand my first experiment doing that on Instagram live on other things like StreamYard, Cause I use StreamYard for Facebook lives with interview people when I'm interviewing people. And that's a little easier because it's side by side. So it looks a little more normal versus Instagram. I have to look down to look at you. So it's just a fun fact and hot tip. So I really appreciate you for um, sharing that. Now yeah. let's talk about, when you were talking about connecting with your audience and having a beginning, middle and end, I think another way to add how to deeply connect and be more authentic with your audience is, and this is something that I know a lot of people struggle with who are like type A's or who like teaching, like sharing tips. This is definitely me. I love teaching tips. I love educating my audience, but I know that that's not the kind of content that people connect with the most. Meaning I know that if I, you know, really sat down and thought about more stories I've had on my journey <clears throat> that I could share that people would probably resonate more. And so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> sometimes this happens on video too, y'all, you get a frog in your throat. Um, but anyways, my question for you is um, how does somebody start to be okay with becoming more vulnerable in their videos? And how do you walk that fine line between you know, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to share a story, but I'm not going to do something that isn't helpful to people or like, you know, just do it because I'm trying to get likes and stuff. Like, I guess what's your tips when it comes to like storytelling and connecting type of content? Yeah, I think there is a fine line between sharing something relatable that, that, other people might see it and say, wow, I connect with this person because I've experienced this same thing and kind of trauma dumping. Right. And one of the ways I think you can really discern is, am I speaking from a space of a wound that's open and bleeding? Or am I speaking from a space of a scar that's healed? And I'm sharing my experience and being able to help someone else who's in the wound 
<laughs> stage. And then if you feel like you're oversharing, you probably are. And that's, again, tuning into your body. I mean, the name of my business is interoceptive performance, like interoception. That's the act of tuning in and feeling what's going on internally. If you're talking and your gut is going, abort, abort, <laughs> stop, then listen. Listen to your body. Your body will guide you and let you know. If you start to have that feeling, find your way gracefully back to more safer ground. You know, find your way back to a space that feels a little bit less open. Yeah, we want to be vulnerable. I mean, I, I know that when I post things that are more vulnerable, vulnerable, <laughs> I get more response. People want to know more. They want to interact they're me too that I feel the same way so it, there is a space and time for it but we don't want it to be trauma dumping we don't want people to feel uncomfortable with yeah what we're talking about I think. and well, that's my opinion no that's such a great tip and the analogy of either an open bleeding wound or a scar that's healed is such a good guidance for people to know. I wish difference. I could say I made that up, but I heard it somewhere else. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. And, you know, one of the other things I want to say to people, when, when you were saying, if you post live, good news, you can delete it after. And I think a lot of times people over, like, as they say in psychology, there's the spotlight effect where we think people are thinking about us so much more than they actually are thinking about. <laughs> so and true. I've always had the view, I'm almost too, like, too on the other side of things where I'm like, oh, nobody's paying attention to me. Like, it's fine. I'll just like go do whatever. And I'm like, but then I, sometimes I'm like, well, there are some people watching, so I need to pay attention to that, you know? But um, I, I'm actually happy I have that because then I get less nervous and actually go do these things. But I think some people are in such an extra other spectrum where they're like, they're brand new. They have 50 followers. This is the time to be messing up in my opinion. And this is a time to be going live. Cause honestly, like not that many people are paying attention to you and watching you. So I think that's a gift and like a huge opportunity, but other people see it as like, Oh, but there's also nobody watching me. And so I'm sad and why bother? So what would you say to somebody who's they're starting out with video and they're like, oh, you know, not that many people even care. So why bother? How would you answer that question? I would answer if one person is listening and that person needed to hear what you had to say, then there's value in your time and effort. And we all know that the algorithms on social media do what they want. They have a mind of their own and you may go live and there may be one person you may go live I think we have five right now, or I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because I've gone live and had five people and then 15 DMs going, oh, yeah, that me too. I, I can't believe you said that or whatever. So I think getting past the number and realizing, like I said earlier, the majority of the people watch replays. I don't think that most people who see my stuff watch it live. And so getting past that, getting past that where, where you can say, 
okay, well, if only a few people heard that, A, that was good practice. I got to go live and, you know, some people heard it. I can download this and cut a clip and make a reel out of it. I can do all these other things with it. I can post it. People can watch it on replay. And so I think we have to get past the, oh, I need 100 people watching it or it's not worth doing. Because whoever needs to hear it will hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The person right. who needs it will get it. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think you're always adding to you, your value vault in your feed. And so I would just think of it as, and so many people go back and listen to old podcasts I did two years ago, or mm-hmm. I'll reshare an old reel that I did that I thought was good, but at the time it was at a bad time or whatever. And so I just reshare it to my stories and you'll be surprised that nobody saw it the first time. So don't get all freaked out. Like, oh, am I sharing this too much? No, the, the percentage of people in the algorithm who see or real for the first time or watch your Instagram stories and stuff. It's very, very small. So resharing old content, as you said, Pamela, is another good thing. Getting the most use out of that content you did as you can makes it worth it. And the way I think of it is like, imagine now there's seven people on our live right now. Imagine if we were in a room with seven people, that's pretty powerful. As opposed to when it's online, when you can't see these people, you're kind of like, oh, I guess it doesn't really matter as much. But it really does because seven people right now are like, Oh, you know, maybe they're not paying attention. Who knows, but (laughs) they're watching. So, um, really well said. Now, what about any other tips when it comes to planning your beginning, middle and end in your videos? Well, I think, Oh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else about that. Uh, Maybe I'll come back to it. No worries. Um, as far as planning your beginning, middle and end, I would say it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a live, I would have three to five really great bullet points that I wanted to hit. You don't have to tell everything you know every time you go online. Give it out in little bits and pieces, and that's a little less. I get overwhelmed very easily, so that, to me, helps me not get so overwhelmed. And then... If you're doing reels or little little bitty kind of short form videos, one thing at a time, one topic. So let's say you did a live and you had you talked about five different things. You could take each one of those five things and make five reels out of them. And that that's powerful when you can do one bit of work and then break it down into a whole lot of other things. So when you're planning, do that. And I would say if you have never gone live or you've never made videos or anything like that, start with what you know the most. Start with that thing that you talk about every single time you open your mouth when someone says, what do you do? Start with that. Do an introduction reel. Do a reel that says, hey, I'm so-and-so and and I like to do this 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 and this and this 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 and this and you don't have to point and you don't have to dance I just did that but that's the other thing when you are doing these videos do what makes you feel comfortable or call yourself out on it if you're if you 
you think, oh, I really need to dance in this video, but I don't know how to dance. I'm not very good at it. Call yourself out. Be like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. I don't know what I'm doing, but here I am showing up for you. And most of the people in your feed are going to be like, oh, my God, I love her. I can't believe he did that. I'm so excited to see them. You know, I feel the same way because people like to feel connected. And they feel connected when you can <laughs> commiserate together, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I don't like doing that either. I feel, I feel so silly pointing at words. But there's a reason people do it because it works. It gets people's attention. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of calling yourself out. And I think when you do it, just this one simple sentence, you're able to move on from it and your audience is able to move on from it. It. And you oh, don't yeah. keep bringing it up throughout and like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm never getting to the actual content. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm not going to talk about the tips. Like, you know, whatever. It's true. It's yeah. true. And if you don't address the elephant in the room, yeah. then everyone watching you feels uncomfortable. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't, oh, I can't. I feel like, why is she so nervous? I feel uncomfortable. I feel sad for her. You don't want them to feel sad for you. You don't want people to feel pity for you. You want them to feel comfortable and you also want them to to feel like this is my person she mm -hmm. just danced like a goofball and and called herself out on it I, yeah. yeah that that's my person I yeah. am I'm here for this <laughs> yeah and I think a couple other things is to I know it's I know it's painful but in the beginning watch your video video back not from a place of judging yourself and beating yourself up but from a place of what are my filler words that I catch myself doing? Mm -hmm. Mine, y'all know it. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm very much, you know, instead of um or things like that. I'm very, you know, and yeah. know that about myself and I have to work on that. And I think the other thing is rather than saying this was something somebody else shared with me, Paul Mumford, he was on my, one of my other podcasts and he was saying, don't say everyone you Connect with the one person. Say you. Hey, you. Instead of, hey, everyone. I am guilty of messing that up all the time. But you want that individual person watching by themselves to feel more connected. And the last mm -hmm. thing I'll say, I want to point out when we were talking about, I, I actually think it's less nerve wracking to go on camera than it is to like speak in front of a group of five people. So for example, five people watching this live, I'm glad they're not in the room with me. I, <laughs> like, I love you guys. That's great. But like, I'm kind of glad that I'm in between my phone and my, and you, because going back to what you were saying about, oh, other people's opinions and stuff, they might leave them in the comments. But usually with video, you never have to really know what they're thinking. <laughs> they just don't like it, or they don't comment on it. And they might not like it, but I don't ever have to know that. And it's kind of like an ignorance is bliss type of thing so I don't know if that's good or bad but <laughs> you're really nervous be like I'm so glad I get to talk to my phone camera you know what I mean yeah absolutely uh, I, I was gonna say too about the practicing and and watching yourself back so I have a, a confidence and connect, connection on camera tip sheet you can get it in, in my link in bio and on there there's an exercise for a practice and it is to have someone else watch it, someone you trust, and someone who has your best interest at heart, not your best friend who just loves you no matter what. But there's a place for what 
what you can improve, but what you did well. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge what we did well, because it's very easy to get into that. Well, I need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and that undermines your confidence. So how about, I would like to improve this, 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 but man, look at that. What I did, I did that one thing really great. And that gives us momentum and, and drive to do more of it. Right. Because we, we noticed, okay, I have a plan of action of what I want to do better, but there's this thing that was good. There's this one thing that really stood out and there is something everybody will be like, no, nah, nah, nah. there is. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it, find somebody else to find it for you. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Pamela, this has been really fun. How can everybody stay connected with you and find you? Yeah, you can find me here in Teroceptive Performance on Instagram. You can find me at the Yoga Pro Podcast. I have a podcast. And if you send me an email or a message, I will respond. Send me a DM. Let me know that you listened today, what you thought. If you have any questions, if you would like a free little mini assessment of your video, if don't send me a two-hour interview. But if you send me a reel or a short video, I'm more than happy to give you some feedback and let you know what I liked, what I think that you can improve upon. And yeah, I just love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one.